Good morning and welcome to Minx Your Morning, a podcast and Instagram live show brought to you by me, Liat Horowitz, your coach and cheerleader, helping you live the life you love. This is the daily dose of motivation you need to lift your spirits, clarify your goals and set your intentions for a power day ahead. Stick with me to learn how to minx your morning and elevate your life. Today, I'm sharing an interview with my dear friend, Adrian Converser, all the way from London, England. Her unique journey started with working in the high fashion world of public relations. After having kids, Adrian traded her high-powered, glitzy lifestyle for her passion for all things creative and artistic. Now she teaches children and adults about life, confidence, self-awareness, and mental health through art. I invite you to listen up and learn how she changed course, found her purpose, and started a thriving business from home. This is a remarkable story that's not to be missed. You, one of my besties, I will never forget, okay, standing in some big department store on one of the main roads in like in downtown London, not downtown, what do you call Oxford it? Oxford Street. Yes. And I was trying on dresses for an event or something. And you were the first person to really open my eyes to like what I could and should be wearing, what I should do, just think outside of the box. And you yes. were like, yes, you can wear red lipstick. Yes, you can wear an open back dress. And yes, you can wear... Remember that open back dress that you wore for that wedding? I wish I still had it. Okay, so the point is like this. You've always been like a style icon to me and to many other people. And the reason I wanted to have you on today is because this series that I've created, all about minxing your morning, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. It's supposed to be mink. supposed to be that the daily dose of motivation and inspiration either from me or from other people's stories. Think about the average person looking in on your story. It's pretty remarkable. So let's get into it, yes? Okay, tell me what you want to know. For someone who doesn't know you, give us a little bit of background as to like where you were in the corporate sort of business career world that you were in and then how you exited from that world. I've got to go back to school because that's sort of where... So at school, I always loved art and loved being creative, okay? I I was told that I was good enough to be an artist. And I think back to those comments made, and they're very damaging at a young age. But then someone gave me in the direction, because I'm quite loud and I'm quite uh, outgoing, that I should go into PR. So I moved to London when I was 17, and I got into the PR degree at Leeds Uni. And I moved very young, and I studied PR, and... Then that was just my guide. Always knowing that art was something I loved and being creative was something I loved. So I went into the PR world. I studied it and then I just networked with people and I ended up building a career in fashion PR, specifically jewelry. So I did some amazing things. Like I did red carpet looks. I did like the Oscars, the London party, BAFTA, meeting in the old days when PR wasn't like it is now where you dined and dined and took people out. And it was great and it was brilliant and it's a very full-on career, but it started to take its toll on me because Mm -hmm. it wasn't what I loved. Yeah, being with people is one thing, but I like being with my friends and people that lift me up, not necessarily... In the world of, it, listen, it was great, but it's fashion. So it's how you look and how you, you act. And it just didn't connect with me through my life. And then 
you have the children. And that sort of shocked my world a bit. I didn't find it easy at all. And still there was this feeling, I was just never really happy with what I was doing. And thinking back to my childhood, how happy art made me, I always wanted to find an art class that I could just be me and do my thing and realizing that you don't have to be the best at doing something just because it makes you feel good. Oh, that's power. Well, that was power for me because I had this, uh, this narrative in my head, this voice in my head saying, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. But actually for me, had I been older and maybe uh, my family, my parents understood that art does not have to be, you don't have to be an artist. You could just do art because it calms you down. It makes you feel good. It's a form of meditation. I went on this journey to find an art class. I found an art class, but I found it too stifling because I had to draw what she wanted. I had to create what she wanted. While I had my first child, I went back to the fashion world. Yes. And I, and I was working with children. I found it very difficult because in PR, in the line of work I was doing, you have to be seen. Mm-hmm. You have to go to the parties. You have to be at the events late nights. Mm-hmm. It just took its toll. I couldn't coach. And I mean, you know, when you lived here before kids, how hectic it was. It was great. It just wasn't conducive to kids. Exactly. Okay. So in my head, I was like, surely there are other people that want to be with great, with other big people and just want to paint. Yeah. Literally, I have a studio in the back of my garden. Yeah. It was not meant to be a studio. It was meant to be a little black house area where we could chill, whatever. And I just decided I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to see, I put it on like one or two of the mom groups in London. And basically the first session I had like one or two people. And then I think I asked a friend to come. So it didn't look so nice. That's how it started. And it was originally called the Mill Hill Art Hub, but I changed the name to Art Hub London. And basically it started with three people, one day a week. Three people, one day a week. And I'm now, before lockdown, obviously, because yeah. I'm only starting again in September, yeah. I was running four classes a week, two, cho- two four adult classes a week, two children's classes. So uh, there was about 40, 50, 60, about 78 people that come in and out the studio per week. Wow. Because I just feel that we live in such a negative world that art gave me something to be positive about. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what you paint. If it's something you love to do, like, just do it. And we found our way. And everyone paints what they want. And I build people up through their paintings and getting their confidence. Then it automatically went into children. People were begging me to have their kids and that kind of thing. Also, there's something called process art that I do with kids, which is teaching children about mistakes. Mistakes are wonderful. Mistakes are amazing. You must make a mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Kids know it. They all laugh. And how you can turn these mistakes into great art, because art is about layering and texture and paint and how the, 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 the paint guides you. So I started doing the process art and the kids' lessons, and now I've taken over from the process art and I've developed it into adult process art. I was going to say it's a beautiful analogy just for life in general, for adults and for children. But the weirdest thing is adults find it harder to let go than kids. It's not surprising because we have like so adults, like they want to know where they're going. What yeah. are they doing? What are they painting? Where's it going to go? And I don't tell them. And throughout lockdown, I did um, two live sessions a week for anyone who logged in. And then I was doing a lot of process art with adults into the evenings. And it's offered a lot of people, they found their thing. They mm. found their, 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 their mojo, their monjo. Wow. So that's like kind of the story, finding something that, 
I always knew I was passionate about. Yes. And what's interesting is a lot of women that come to me are like, yeah, my art teacher told me I was terrible or this person told me I was terrible. I couldn't do it. A similar story. Similar stories, very similar stories. And it was about like unlocking that and getting rid of that negativity because luckily we live in a world where we can be anything. We can do it anything. So you don't have to be the best artist, oh. but you can just enjoy doing it. It's meditation, right? It's like yoga. It's my yoga. It's your practice that just brings you back to you. And it seems like what you're able to do is like remove these limiting beliefs that have been so ingrained in your and your people. Oh, totally. I would never paint in front of anyone before. You wouldn't paint in front of anyone before. I was so worried. And this is what happens with other people. I was so worried. Like, what are they going to think? Are, they, is people, are people going to like it? And it's an analogy for life, really, because actually, as you get older, you just want to be like, sorry, can I just be honest? I don't care what you think, actually. If this is making me feel good, yes. to hell with you kind of thing. And that's kind of the practice that I use through my art. Whenever I paint, sometimes I don't feel like it. Whenever I paint, I... You just, I just saw it in your whole being just calm down. And it's such a amazing tool I have mm-hmm. that I also don't want parents to talk their kids out of doing art just because they're not the best. Yes. It's not about being the best. I thought that what you were going to say was going to be like, wow, but it's so much more than that. Only actually just wonderful. No, no I'm serious. <laughs> you are wonderful because seriously it's so much more than just art it's so much more than just your story it's just that massive life lesson that especially in this year we all need to like wake the fuck up and see this stuff to not yeah you're like yes you say the f word you can say it so i'm listening to this audiobook and it's making me think of this what you're saying is making me think of the audiobook because the audiobook is called the subtle art of not giving a fuck have you heard of it Oh my God, that's on my audiobook list. I'm finishing The Compound Effect and then that's what I'm doing. So The the Compound, yes, we spoke about that. Okay, oh, it's right here. Compound Effect. I listen to audio because I just can't focus. So the point is like in this day and age, so even more so that when we were, from when we were teenagers, with social media and having our own children, pressures and what should we look like and what should we do and like weight and makeup and style and all the stuff. You're basically saying, hold on, go back to what brings you joy. And it doesn't necessarily have to be art. If gymnastics bring you joy, but you didn't make the A-team, go and do gymnastics. Oh, yes. I did a Afrobeats dance class in my bedroom last Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m., because I heard a song on the beach the day before by this group of, like, cool Nigerians behind me, which, by the way, is, like, the most popular song in South Africa at the moment. Have you heard of it? Jerusalem? Yes, they're all doing the dances to it. Obsessed with it. So I went on Sunday morning. I just Googled Afrobeats Dance Class Toronto. And there comes this dance class. It was at 2 o'clock. The guy looked cool. I'm like, what have I got to lose? And the minute I booked it, I paid the $13 or whatever. The minute I started with this, hold on. I don't know if I should do it. What will people think? Will I be good? And I used to be a professional dancer. Why would I not be able to do a stupid dance class virtually? Yeah, you've always been very good at that. And through my life, through our friendship, you've always tried things. You've always just gone for it. You've always been someone that I admire and look up to because you you just go with it and you've got such a lust for life and you don't let the shit bring you down. And I always think you should be alive. A hundred and 20 million percent. We would be sitting in London at your apartment. And I said, wait, wait, stop this technology stuff. And I would literally be sitting there like moping, like I don't know what to do. I'm in this corporate job that I just does not feed my soul. 
And you knew it, you called it, however many years ago that was. Yeah, but you had to get there. You had to go through, you had to go through the acceptance of it. So how do you find now balancing the, this new business, which even though you didn't intend for it to, to technically, it is a business. If you've got 70, 80 people through your hub every week, that's a business. How do you balance that with the children? So I do it in time. So the adults doesn't issue because it's either morning or evening. I have the kids twice a week, but everything's a bit different now with COVID. You know, before COVID, but in general, managing like people's payments and emails. And that's the part I can't cope with, if I'm being honest. Okay. For me, since I left the PR world, my attention to detail has actually gone. I'm a creative I, I don't want to be checking the balance statements and stuff. And now with COVID, because yeah. I've got to have less people in the studio, does that does that equal profits? Does that equal? And it's like looking at all these things, which wasn't the basis of what the hub was for. But okay. it is a business. I like contributing to my family. It makes me feel good. As you said, you can't you can't concentrate on this. I know. I know. That's why I'm laughing. So I. It's, it's that stuff which I, it's still a work in progress for me and probably something that people could advise me on, on the sort of daily running. Karin could probably do a spreadsheet, sh- put the shit out of a spreadsheet for me. But that's the part that, that I'm still learning. And it's also, I sometimes find it quite hard taking money from people when I'm offering something that's so soulful. It's a part of me. And what happens is I create very strong relationships with people because I'm very involved with the children. I'm very involved with the parents, their mental health. Mental health is massive with this kind of thing that I do. Mental health has been a big focus for me because when I had my first daughter, I became postnatal. So doing anything that made me feel bad was just a no-go, like an absolute no-go. So the art and what I do is helping to lift people, but equally, you've got to get paid. And you've yes. got to have stock and you've got to make sure that there's enough canvases and enough paints and enough brushes and, and all that stuff. So it's a work in progress for me. I'm not saying I've got it at all. And I could probably branch out more, but I'm not ready to. I have to take everything at my time. Oh, that hold on. That is a really good point. That is a really good point. Because when people start a business, whether it's out of passion or just wanting to make money and it's a side hustle and it grows or doesn't grow, the the impatience at which we want to like make it all happen actually can be detrimental and i think that's very impactful on your behalf what you know is completely not me exactly so what what do you think so what do you think has attributed to your realization that you want to be wary of how fast you grow this because i think growing up everyone my family and friends saw me as this like powerhouse in the fashion in fashion and I could manage and I could make the calls and speak to people and switch on everything. I get that. But yeah. actually, as you get older and I'm, I'm edging to 40, mm. I realized that I might be extroverted in some ways, but I'm also introverted in some ways. And wow. So I have to listen to that introverted self because if I don't, this will damage who I am and it, 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 it's not meant to be that. This is meant to be my sacred space, my sacred concept, and it needs to be about mindfulness and it needs to be about other people's mindfulness. But if it's not about my mindfulness and I'm running around like a lunatic, ordering stock and not concentrating on what people are saying, it just devalues everything I'm doing. Some people were saying, why don't you get a location? Because my studio is not that, that big. Why don't you rent it? Getting into rentals and like locations, just absolutely not. Like, I can't. No. So I kind of know that about me, if that makes sense. So last week, 
I think that's very admirable. That self-awareness level is clearly very high on your side in London town. Last week, I interviewed someone on this series, and she's a coach for coaches, also a process of building up to what she does. And something that really stayed true to me and really caught my attention, and you have hit the nail on the head again on the same topic, that she said, if you stay true to your mission, your absolute, like, mission as to why you are doing this and why the passion was there in the first place, you actually can't go wrong. And if you consistently focus on that and not the income and the this and the that and how you can, like all the stuff, you really can stay focused and on track. And it sounds like that's what you do. Because when this whole COVID thing happened and I was doing these lives, it gave me much more scope and I've got a lot more followers up in that whole thing. And I got approached to do certain things I still, not that I've got a big following, I've got 2,000, but compared to where I started at COVID was like 300 people or whatever it was, or 400. So what I'm saying is I have to listen to my guts and I can't explain what the feeling is, but even like my husband will say, why don't you do this? Or why don't you do that? And I get this like glazed look over my face and I'm just like, I just can't process. I feel like my kids are eight and five. When that gets a bit more comfortable for me, then maybe I'll take the next step. I love that. It is very refreshing to just be like secure and content with where you are. It is, I'm telling you from someone who just is go, go, go. You always say to me, you always laugh at me because I'll, you'll get on the phone and I'll say to you, yeah, I've done this, 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 and this, and all's great. But I'm thinking about what's next. And you're like, of course you are. Because- but I mean, that is what makes you, you. And that is how I definitely used to be. I was always searching. So I feel like I still am searching. I am still, but it's not, I have to be still. Otherwise my mind will go crazy. I have to be still. I have to allow this to take its own shape. I have to allow my kids to be happy. I think that's where my focus, especially with COVID and how there's a lot of struggles around it. This, I know that the mission statement of what I do is solid. I know that it's true. I know that it's true to me. And again, as this coach, you said that you spoke to it, who knows? If you keep that as the core sort of... It's just that feeling in my stomach, like very connected to my stomach and my gut. And if it doesn't feel right, it may not even be evident that it doesn't feel right. It's almost like I just won't move forward with what I'm being told to do. And then like a few weeks later, I'll be like, oh, okay, that's why. Because this specifically, I wish I was that sort of sure in, in other parts of my life. Because that's how it goes. But with this, I'm sure. I feel like I've really found something that I love. And so do you even think about what's next? I mean, I know COVID threw a spanner in the works. By the way, I know you have many a soulmate and a bestie in this world. But if there was one person that if you met that you would like be Simonia, we are one with. It is my girl, Lisa, from Sunshine and Broccoli. I'm just saying. The two of you, like both, I mean, her surname is Sunshine, but it's like your Sunshine too. The two of you would just feed off each other's vibe. That's like you and me. Do you know that Liat, I never knew Liat growing up in South Africa. I was living in South Africa. And actually, my friend Karen, who's online now, um, used to always say to me, you have a twin. You have an identical, like, twin. <laughs> have you met this girl, Liat? You are the same person. And then it just so happened that Liat and I became friends. So I'm the soulmates. When I used to go to Cape Town, 
this is so random, but like it is, there is a bigger story to this. Sometimes you just connect to people and people find a reason that, that you need to be with someone else. But I would go to Cape Town. You had already left. Yeah, I left when I was 17. would say to me, you remind me so much of Adrian Klein. Everybody says that to me. I don't know who she is. And of course, I met you. And and the freckles, we're done, finished. So on the topic, what is next for you? What is next for the Art Hub? Or are you just taking it one day at a time for COVID? Okay, so what's next is getting open again. And listening to what people are saying in terms of COVID, Someone suggested having, you know, shields up. It's just not me. So I've looked at the requirements. Adults will have to wear masks. There'll be slightly less people. Kids will be in bubbles. So it's just getting that open and getting my kids back to a normal state of life. I can't think much more than that because this COVID's thrown everyone for a loop. I hear you. I think that it really has. Same over here. Same over here, over this side of the pond. Oh, I just feel like I was running for five, six sessions a week, plus doing parties, plus doing like private people. So I think the private stuff will go less and I will gradually open up each session and just as it comes. Do you think you'll still continue an element of virtual? This is interesting. As you're, we're talking, I'm getting all these messages from, so I set up a virtual WhatsApp group and it seems like everyone still wants to do it. So yeah, my process art. This, that's some, okay, so you asked me what the future is. Developing my process art concepts. Before it happened, I was developing my process art com- concepts to go into corporates. That's what I wanted to do. Wow. Yeah, to go into corporates and give them, you know, like how they have budgets for massages or yoga. There's a budget for, for mental health within organizations, and that's what I wanted to tap into. I mean, can you imagine like a stressed trading floor? taking an hour out to just absolutely not think about anything else. And I think for me, when I paint, whether it's abstract, whether it's with the kids, I don't think about anything else. And if you know me, my mind runs at 750 miles an hour. This is, it's so vital to find something like this that gives you that quiet and that space and that disconnect. So what I'm trying to figure out with my question about the virtual is how we can do it that it actually suits on a time zone so that people this side could join. Oh, I could do it. I could do it. I could make it happen for you. Just do it. Just get someone else to pick up the kids from school. Exactly. But hang on, if it's nighttime with you, what time is it here? No, we can't do my nighttime because it's like the middle of the night for you. It's like you have to do a morning. It would have to be your morning, our early afternoon, if anything. So that's doable for you, anything. I'm actually still doing a lot of Zooming events, actually. Okay. Something um, like a mindfulness process art session. I love it. Oh. Process. Like the phrase process art, even though I didn't know what it meant, it has a really positive connotation to me. Well, it just it. means you, you, you slowly... It's funny because kids, you can see it very clearly. And I don't know if you've had, like, your three kids, you give them something to do and two minutes later, they're like, I'm done. Yeah. Like the dreaded words that the art teacher needs to hear, yeah? You've given them all this stuff and they're like, I'm done. Okay. Teaching them that life has a process. Things take time. If you know me, the opposite of who I am as a person, I'm like, no, 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 no. So process. You work through different materials, different tools and different ways of working in order to create something through stages, through calm, through quiet. And it's not about the outcome. So you're not saying, okay, I'm putting this in front. It's a still life. Paint that. You're saying, you're giving hints and you're giving indications of how you would want them to proceed. You give them um, tools so that they can't make like strange color combinations. But other than that, 
they're guided by the calmness in their soul and what their mind's saying. And I would, I should send you, you've seen on my page, yes. so many different ways of doing things. I've been watching from a distance, literally through your page. And if no one, if you're not following Art Hub London LDN, you need to watch and see the process of how you go through this. I have another question for you though. How did you learn how to teach this? It's one thing to have a bit of like a knack for art, but like then taking it, did you do a lot of research? Did you? I'm always looking for, I think through my own experience of painting, first of all. Art. Second of all, process art is a proper thing. So there's an amazing woman called Mary Cherry in LA who has an art studio and does process art, but just for children. Wow. There's no one that's ever taken this to, not that I know of, sorry, obviously like I have, and I just could not believe what it offered me. And I've developed it for adults. And that's something that I, it's, I just think, you know what? Happy in yourself, everyone else is happy. And men, and, and having my kids, I think where I went wrong for my own self was that I thought that everyone else had to be happy. And I'm now like at the bottom. And you know this when it comes to exercise or anything like that. So it's taken me years to like figure out. That if I'm happy, my husband's happy, the kids are happy, the dog's happy, everyone's happy. And that is my like main focus in life. I've even started doing affirmations every morning, which I used to do. I lost a bit of my spirituality having kids. Anything that builds me and the art is something that is focal to that. So the process art has actually saved me because it takes you away from, is it good? Isn't it good? Is the color okay? Is the shape okay? It takes away. And you wondered why? I wanted to talk to you on this thing. No, seriously. You're shrieking amazing. Amazing. It's, 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 it's lovely. It's lovely. It's so hard to hear sometimes, but I don't know why. But I know what you're saying, but the, the bottom line is that I think so many people can relate to your story in some way, shape, or form. Whether it's like having lost a passion that was so such a big part of your life when you were younger and then rekindling it later on in life, having children and the struggles of that, changing from being known as this outgoing, extrovert, like loudmouth go-getter to hold on a sec, I'm actually quite happy at home with a few close friends and family and that's about it. Like all, there's so many elements to your story that are relatable. It's um, still a work in progress. It's just, I don't know, I feel like this has been great for me and that's okay, you know, it's okay to now put this first because it's what brings me joy. I think the fact that your self-awareness was very high all this time, even through the struggles, because you've constantly been trying to find... Well, you know, I did small businesses, shops. I've always tried to find something. And you've got to keep going. That's a massive message. This month was the first month in two and a half years. I know you commented on this. Two and a half years that I have matched what I used to earn in my income before. Two and a half stopped and thought, oh, well, we don't... No, I know you had done. on YouTube. Had I stopped because, oh, no one's signing up to my group coaching program. So many areas where I could have just said, ah, I'm done. It's too hard. No one's watching. What will they think? Da, da, da. You've got to keep going. I'm incredible at that, though. You are literally the most consistent human being that was ever born to this earth. So if any of you need some support and consistency, I'm very lucky that she's my friend. So I don't have to pay her, but like... So much love here. So much love. All right, we're finishing off. We've gone over technically, although we could talk forever. I know, I could sit here for hours. All right. Thank you so much, babe. Love you lots. If you have not yet followed and checked out Adrian's Instagram page, Art Hub London, for some calm, peace, and beautiful art. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Minx Your Morning. If you enjoyed it and found it valuable, I would love it if you could take a moment to write a short review. Rate this episode and also subscribe to the Minx Your Morning podcast. That way, other passionate and driven people just like you will be able to find it. And if you're interested in kickstarting your dream life, book a complimentary trial coaching call with me over at www.liathorovitz.com and come and hang out with me over on Instagram. My handle is at Liat Horowitz. Have a minxful day and see you next time. Thank you.